Hey everybody, welcome to the three cast. I'm your host, Matthew Ripper. I'm doing basic point. What's up? Uh, Ricky is supposed to be here. Um, he said he was going to be here. He's not here. Now, if anybody had that spot on your bingo card, you can mark that off. I think that's um, the free spot in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, this is the three cast. We review things, movies, TV shows, uh, comic books. Um, every once in a while, we talk about technology and stuff. Um, we're going to talk about the consoles and iPhones and stuff. I'm sure at one point, I'm sure Ricky will put the the iPhones on there. Yeah, at some point, we'll talk about those. Um, if he decides to show up for one of these again. <laughs> um, anyway, so but this time, um, we're, we've been going very, very slowly through the James Bond series. And uh, very recently, Sean Connery died. So mm-hmm. um, in... Uh, in his memory, we decided to watch the last Bond film of which he act and he acted in is uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Um, mm-hmm. This is the what, what is this like the is this like the sixth one? Dude, I don't I don't know, man. I oh, it's a, it's a, it's the seventh James Bond series. It's the one after the um, George Lazenby one. So Sean Connery was there for five, then George Lazenby came in, sucked for one. And then Sean Connery came back and sucked for a seventh one. Well, um, big anyways, to fill, man. And, yeah. and I thought there right. was also like money on the table. I thought there was money discussions too, wasn't it? Oh, I'm sure that's the reason why he came back was because of money. Because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we talked about this before. Um, but the one that was before this, I could, what was that? Thunderball? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, or Honor yeah. Majesty Circus Service? I can't remember. It's one of those two. Um, but anyways, that like flopped because of the they didn't have Sean Connery. Like it didn't make any money. Well, um, and it was also cheesy. And I mean, it ended. Remember, if you, if you recall, it ended with him getting married, which is like the exact opposite of James Bond. So, and you thought that the, the way this movie was going to end too, because right? she asked that question. She, she was going to ask a question, but it really yeah. turned out to be about the diamonds. Um, anyway, so uh, Je- Vince has asked me to do the summary on this, and there, so this starts off with um, him. "Quote unquote," killing Blow Blowfield Blofeld. Yep, Blofeld. Yep. Um, who who is his nemesis from the movie that he was previously in? Um, a couple times, right? He's the guy. He's the guy with the cat. I mean, when when Blofeld first shows up, they don't show his face, but mm-hmm. then this one here, there's several actors wearing his face. Um, so the the story begins with them talking about you know diamonds and coming from Africa and. Uh, things being them being hoarded in the market share and why exactly the British Secret Services this is the the British Secret Services job to pay attention to this I'm not exactly sure it's never really explained um, and Bond's mission is to go find some diamonds and he does find some diamonds but they're not the real diamonds um, it's very it's the most convoluted plot in the history of plots um, he find he he. he Gets involved with this woman named Chase, who is actually with throughout the entire movie, which is, you know, very unbond-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that the the main, I mean, I mean, for a while there, you think that she's the villain, but she's not the villain. She ends up turns into the, you know, she ends up being a, you know, turned to the good side. And you think these two hapless, you know, guys are the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out they're just the henchmen for the guy that Bond was supposedly um, killed. You know, at the beginning, because he didn't actually kill him. Oh, look at this. Ricky might actually 
show up. What? Um, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, so we'll add him here when he's ready. Um, anyways, so uh, uh, and the grand scheme of things, Blofeld's the still the villain. Yep. Um, he manages to clone himself, but then Bond kills the clone, or not the clone. I mean, double. I mean, you know. Yeah, the body double. The yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like at the end. We don't really actually see Blowfield die, so he's probably still around after this, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's he, the that's the thing. Like, ah, oh, man, it, it. Okay, so this is the this is the last uh, um, Connery one, right? This is the last Connery one. Yeah. So Legacy, uh, that is a that is a the cliffhanger and the way this ends, especially in America. Um, not a fan, man. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have so many. All right, so before we get started, let's go ahead and see if we can add Ricky. He's going to have Skype problems, guaranteed. And then he's going to complain about Mm -hmm. Skype, Microsoft, you name it, the usuals. If 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 he gets right on the the first time trying, and everything works, Ricky, can you hear us? Yeah, hold on. Oh wow! Holy crap! Apparently, he's in the Bond villain lair. You can hear the echo and the resonance. Yes. Hold on, let me try to fix this stupid thing. No, you sound uh, fine. You sound fine. There we well, go. Except for now I can hear myself like tw- twice. I didn't have to. <laughs> it, should, it should stop because I switched to my headphones, so. Okay. All yeah. right. So we're talking about Bond, Ricky. We just got, well, I just got done doing a very poor summary of the of the movie. <laughs> I, um, I don't even know if you even got through like the first half, honestly, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to summarize this because it's so uh, so i mean the the main plot is that he's using the diamonds for some kind of satellite in order to control the nuclear system the nuclear um systems i guess of both russia and the united states right yep so i mean that's a plot we've you know seen before um and you know bonds there to it's he's running it all off from a, an oil rig in the Pacific Ocean, and you know they come in with these attack helicopters, which look like news helicopters. Um, you know to, to and they blow up so easily too. Just for the record, well, yeah, that and the, you know this whole operation is ran off a cassette tape. I mean, yep. I mean this whole the whole thing is ran off from like a like a like a a John Philip Sousa cassette tape. It's really weird. Which, to be fair, you know, I've heard that uh, the U.S. Department of Defense is still using, like, 386s with floppy drives, so... Wait, why? <laughs> uh, you never heard that? It's, like, because they're, they're um, like, missile systems, the guidance systems and stuff, it's, like, um, custom code, right? And, it, like, you can't... You can't upgrade the computer because it won't run anymore. So, so wait, you're telling me basically, without jumping to another movie, we're like basically talking war games kind of thing with Matthew Broderick, <laughs> that kind of shit. Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. That is terrible. That is terrible. Okay, so um, can we talk about some of the basics of, of this movie? Just because there's so many. Like, let's come back to Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. Go ahead, um, Vince. You t- tell us about what you think. Well, okay. Um, I think that it hits all of the major notes that you typically see in a Bond movie. Uh, lots of beautiful women, um, various uh, locales of, of various sorts, even almost, I mean, this is, I guess, preemptively jumping the gun to, um, uh, what's his name? 
Uh, what's the other? What's Moonraker? Which one is that? Uh, that what's the, what's the bond on that one? Um, Roger Moore, right? It, it kind of yeah. it kind of lays the groundwork. So it's not only does he go to weird, surreal places like Las Vegas, um, but he also brings um, the 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 audience to uh, well quasi moon kind of territory. Um, it it also panders to the cliches of the um, you know the Bond villain lair, right? That that weird pit. I for the, for the life of me, what, could you explain the mud pit? Thing. I, I couldn't get uh, like it was like caustic the, mud like at the beginning where he drowns the guy yeah i don't know i can't explain any i can't explain any of the death scenes in, in this movie vince the death scenes in this movie are so terrible like the, the the guy who gets um they put a uh, scorpion down the back of his shirt mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's <laughs> like a delayed delayed reaction of like ten minutes or something. Well, I mean, it's not really, but it's like it's it's, it's a horrible overacted scene. And then there's there's the where he where Bond kills the um the fake Blofeld or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gets shot in the 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 he gets shot in the forehead, and then like it's like like a thirty second delay, and then all of a sudden he's flying backwards. <laughs> it's horrible. Well, to be fair, for that time, that's not really. Unheard of. <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. Lots but, of movies have. <laughs> but but just just hear me out here, okay? Because I think that there was also the kind of cliche uh, James Bond stuff, not only beyond the villain's cave, but also the um, the kind of weird gizmos he had. I mean, and like the, the phrases that he uses. The, like, no, the, the the punchlines. Like, I mean, yeah, the pun. I can't remember the the, the cheesy lines long he says pussy. in this one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but then, like, I, I found it weird. Like, you know, did, did they just get budget cuts? Like, James Bond's super gimmick from Q is the kind of like a uh, souped-up mousetrap that's in his clothing. That uh, you know, that, I was like, I was like, w- what's going on here? Um, and then, like, it's because it happens in America, the exoticness kind of goes away. And that's it. I know. Like, listen, for its day, Circus Circus, okay, as a casino in Las Vegas, that was like a really big deal, right? It was like this kind of spectacle of a building. I get it, right? But um, Outside of that, like I felt very kind of unbond. It, it didn't feel like a Bond movie on a lot of levels. Where it, like, even though it hit the same marks, like again, we talked about all those major things. Like you got the bad guy, you got the women and all that stuff, and and quasi gimmicks. But like it, because it's in America, I think it it really needed to be outside of America. Like you see, everyone's just kind of Americana, North Americans. You see, um, yeah, the, the, I mean, to the point where I thought, like, for a second, I was trying to figure out, is it the Blues Brothers, or are those guys just in Las Vegas that just dress like the Blues Brothers that that kind of uh, were in his hotel room? Remember that part? And they, then, like, they were when, they were the fun- they're also the funeral the the hearse drivers. Yeah, but it's just like it, it was just so it, it it didn't feel like James Bond. It just felt like James Bond was in America, and maybe it's because I'm so used to the kind of spate of uh, you know when we were we were looking at the other ones, whether it was Russia, um, the you know even even uh, the the one that we saw when it was in Tokyo or the I think from what was it from Russia with Love? It was like in Venice too. I can't remember, but like there was a yeah, bunch of other places. Where, the beginning one was like in South America somewhere too. Yeah, so like you know, we've seen all these exotic locales, and maybe it's just because the three of us are from North America and we're kind of jaded on that. But I really did not feel like it was a very great end to Sean Connery's legacy uh, for for the movie. Um, and and honestly, for the life of me, I, I've always commented on the fact that the plots are so convoluted, right? Um, I couldn't tell you, and and Matt, even you, when I was asking Matt, you got to tell me the plot because. Honestly, I couldn't tell you why they needed the diamonds. And more importantly, like, why was James Bond realistically involved? It seemed like it was such a domestic affair. I mean, American affair 
that I didn't understand what the value is aside from the ven- uh, vendetta that you know Blofeld and Bond have, right? Right, but Outside. he didn't. Know, I mean, he didn't even know it was Blofeld from the beginning. It never explains why, like the the British Secret Service is interested in the diamonds, and I, well, I think it's, what they wanted to do was they felt that. Someone was stockpiling the diamonds. They were gonna dump it, and then all the prices would go down. Right, right? but why is that? Yeah. Why would that be? A, well, I mean, why is that the British Secret Service's it's job? Government, because it's the government, right? They're gonna lose you, money. So, but, but wait, wait, wait. But you see, this is the thing. At least with Goldfinger, it made sense because the Federal Reserve and a lot of uh, governments rely on the gold standard and that's why uh when he was talking about stockpiling it and and, and making it go into like economic disarray that made sense uh at yeah. least or a gold finger but in this case I mean, i'm trying it's, it's hard to say like i don't know what the hell's yeah, happening here right? i mean like for me I, I like i'm timing and stuff is not i'm not good at history and all that crap um but with the you know the whole uh, blood diamonds era like was yep. this way before that because Maybe that's how it ties in. Well, but I, I don't think, I mean, let's be honest here. As much as we like to think things were progressive, it was the 1960s. I think, um, Ricky, man, uh, American, black Americans, black male Americans just got the vote. Um, uh, I think, what, what year was that? What year was that, uh, uh, Matt? Well, I mean... Shame on you, American. Got... You don't know your history. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> technically, they got the vote after the Civil War, but I mean, there's a it's whole complicated with Jim Crow and stuff in the South, okay, all the way but, till the 1960s. So, but that's what I'm saying. So the 1960s, which isn't all too far long ago, is when this movie comes out. And you know, Ricky, for you to say like people gave a damn about blood diamonds, I mean, that stuff. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like, I don't mean they they really cared like the way we care now, right? Like, we care about everything now. Yeah, right, I'm just so, saying at the time, were diamonds, like, brought up in the, you know, cultural, like, was it a thing where, I don't know, everyone started buying diamonds? Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I'm saying... I don't know the history it, of diamonds. Like, yeah, was it pervasive? So they were like, oh, you know, we have to put diamonds in because right now right. diamonds are cool. <laughs> the diamonds are important in the movie because Blofeld needs them for a satellite. So um, that's the reason why the diamonds play the first three quarters of the movie. I mean, literally, that's three quarters of the movie, him hunting the diamonds or <laughs> following the diamonds, being the diamonds. I mean, somehow the diamonds end up being a chandelier at one point. I mean, even though they were just delivered the second. And all of a sudden, they were like a really small container at one point, too. I mean, it's like really inconsistent. But Vince, you made a point about this being in America. Did you, I mean, was it just me or were they trying to make fun of America, of how hapless the, like, the cops were? Like, some of those cops were like, the, the the cop chase scene there in Las Vegas. It was like watching Barney Fife trying to. I mean, it's, it was. I mean, it's so well, weird. They're British, so it, it, it's know. very. All right, this this is my thought. I just want to say this. I I made a point last time we did a, a Bond film where I said Bond was trying to do two different things. It was trying to be a serious movie and trying to be a comedy. This one tr- did the exact same thing. It was it was very. Uh, t- it was very split personality in that in that way. It was it had a lot of like um, it, it had the serious moments like where um, you know he's stuck in the coffin or whatever and looks like he's going to be burned alive and then he saves miraculously at the end you know through something stupid. Um, um, but it also has the the like the cop chase scene and all the horror and the the two hapless henchmen for you know 
that are yeah those are Rosencrantz and uh, Guildenstern of, of of this movie man. Well, it, it was like uh, the Three Stooges is what I reminded me of it. A lot of the, <laughs> a lot a lot of the stuff in this movie, uh, like it, it was that kind of slapstick humor that isn't really all that funny, and it kind of I, I mean we've given plots for James Bond you know a lot of problems throughout the times we've been watching these. This one just seemed like the worst because of the way it tried to I don't know cheapen itself with the humor i mean he's always had he's always had cheesy lines but and i don't mind those even in this movie it's the other stuff that really bothered me um so vince what 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 else were you thinking well i was gonna say just coming back to the comment earlier made by ricky about like the the dos and floppy things i i think that what was it scene where they're in the computer room and then like for some reason like Okay, I got some issues with the action sequences, like when the when the ladies are fighting James Bond and the choreography or whatever the film, uh, it was just so apparent. Like the the kicks never hit, and then you see them flying through, and you're, just, oh my god, this is like B movie kind of. Well, that, and you, you you could tell those two hadn't been like trained and at least looking like they knew how to fight. They were they were but, trying to do like some kind of martial arts poses or whatever, and they were just so they so yeah. Bad. But at some point, you could have at least had the like the cinematography, just like okay, okay, we're gonna make sure that he's in the foreground so we can have him block it, so it looks like he takes the hit or something. So it's that stuff. But then it became more of it when I was thinking about it, like. The, the computer room like you remember the computer room with the cliche globe but like global domination thing inside the middle of the computer room? and like i think there was like a a kick or a shot that hits the computer and the computer sets on fire and explodes and i was like <laughs> whoa man what is in that computer and I'm and like computers don't do that anymore <laughs> yeah but i was just like what just happened there man like was it like a gas pump or was it a computer so it was just kind of funny how like the, the, they were and it was so cheesy like every time it just felt like, yeah, like you know, you're you're talking about this comedy thing. I wasn't sure if it was like, okay, is it is it just me or like have the st- expectations and standards for movies just gone up really high, or is it that this was supposed <laughs> to be like Batman, Adam West kind of campy? You know what I mean? Like I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was trying to figure out like just you know how I'm always trying to look at like the zeitgeist of things, like where things sit relative to this. Like I was like yeah. maybe they're trying to pander to the Adam West of things because it's like that kind of like big ass box with blinky lights. That's a computer, and you know it it, it does all this. <laughs> But but the more I was thinking about it, it's like, no, 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 because no, they're trying to talk about, like, this inter- international espionage thing, like, this relationship with China and Spectre and Russia. And, and I was like, hmm, this is actually, a, like, geopolitically, that's an interesting premise. And then it's like, but wait, diamonds don't do that. Or wait, why would you do it? Like, it, there were so many questions. And then when you put on another layer of, like, just camp, I just couldn't really take it seriously. And that's why I was like, man. Thank God, you know, Sean Connery was able to find a career after the Bond series, because if this was his legacy, man, people yeah. would not be mo- bemoaning his death right now. So the whole geopolitical thing is very interesting, Vince. Do you, I think we talked about this before, where they I, the reason why they tried to make it, you know, make light of the entire plot, it really was trying, it was really making fun of itself, maybe because it was so such a serious time period and everybody was worried about nuclear fallout and duck and cover and all that stuff you think that well wasn't that is- more in the 70s and the 80s like the day after was like 1983 or thereabouts i remember this because i'm old right um <laughs> nuclear holocaust was like the late 70s early 80s right well, so I mean, this it, is like- it came on 71 so i mean it's close but i don't i don't know okay it, it was just 
It might it be a little early. Gross. It just felt really gross. Yeah. Like no one ever, no one that lived through the seventies wants to remember or pretend that they existed in the seventies because it was just polyester. <laughs> I, I'd say if you were to use an adjective, everything was sticky. Let's just put it this way: the seventies were sticky, sticky, gross. <laughs> smells like cigarettes. It's just, yeah, it was bad. So like you can feel and see that in all of this movie, right? It was just kind of yeah. like the fact that they go to Las Vegas, the smarmiest, sleaziest city in North in North America, right? <laughs> I think it just yeah. reinforces that, right? Mind you, the, again, like the, the seediness of Las Vegas is not as apparent as I think you might want because, it, of course, it's Circus Circus. Now, if you go to Circus Circus, the, the casino hotel now, it is still in the ghetto kind of sketchy part of Vegas. It's the northern part of the Strip. Um, but when this thing was up, it was supposed to be like the penultimate, you know, amazing, uh, fanciful, like it's basically a, a circus carnival in a hotel and casino and yeah they of course they pandered see see america this is what happens every other james bond movie it's like okay we're gonna go and have a chess tournament or we're gonna have like a poker tournament or um a, 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 you know some sort of thing or it's like oh yeah casino sure great but you know america you guys take it the next level you're like yo yo we're gonna take a casino and we're gonna play craps okay cool that's james bond check 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 dot boxes and it's like and we're gonna put it in las vegas and we're gonna put lo- <laughs> lots of blinking lights and you know put lots of dubious acting skills at play and then also let's have a stupid like a, a car chase scene which i mean ricky you certainly must have appreciated that when when the when the car jacks up on 45 degrees for like i don't know like <laughs> half a kilometer and it just, hey, it's like you oh, know what? That, that's one thing that i thought this movie did way better was the cars some of the some of the car stuff the, the police chase thing was because they didn't stupid. have a movie backdrop and behind it is that why right, that's, but it, that's what made it better it actually looked like he was actually driving <laughs> you know that's i mean that's an improvement right i mean over the you know him you know turning the wheel you know 360 degrees and staying in a straight line yep yeah yeah i know so so, uh, this, I mean, so my my thinking is just that it was it was not a very good movie i am not going to give this anything great as a rating man <laughs> all right ricky what did you think of the movie um, okay, so for me, like I think I said it before when we when we covered James Bond before, right? Like I watched James Bond like a lot with my dad and and various times because I don't know from his era, I guess he really liked the whole spy thing, and you know, like I think it's his his set of favorite films, right? So growing up, I thought it was like so cool and. I mean, much like I think a lot of people. So then when you watch it the second time, you're kind of like trying to make excuses and thinking, okay, you know, so it was for me, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, maybe at the time when it was released, um, you know, the things that that are there, people more understood it and you know, because actually when you look it up, right, they said that it came out the critical acclaim. So, you know, but for me watching it now, it was just kind of like, it didn't really stick together. It didn't really make you want to say, okay, I mean, like it wasn't action packed where you were like, oh my God, right? It's like, um, you know, the other Bond film, what was that one called? The one where they were in Jamaica. Uh... Um Oh, crap. Yes, yes. I remember with the bad underwater but, scenes. Yeah, yeah, that one, right? Like, at least that one for me, being that I was born in Jamaica, it's like when I watch it, even the accents of the, the people try to do, it's kind of funny and you're like, oh my God. And you, you know what I mean? <laughs> do you not right? feel like, the, hey, so that's racist. Like, that's kind of racist, isn't it? 
<laughs> what is funny, right? Like for me, it's kind of like I'm watching to see, okay, are they going to like at least get one person to pull it off? <laughs> What's <laughs> going to be the deal, right? So there's something for me in that one, right? Like in this one, like I said, beyond the fact that, you know, I know I've seen before we're in the 2000s. It wasn't, I think it was like 2010, 2012 or something. The Department of Defense was saying like they need to upgrade because they're still running like 486s with floppy drives and stuff. Beyond that, it's like it wasn't really one where I was like, yeah, this is like a classical Bond film and I can excuse it for this and this. I mean, you know, it had like all the air markings, the women, the car chase, the, you know, cue with the gadgets, you know, quote unquote. But yeah, it didn't really hit. I, I you know, maybe at the time it was nostalgia because they brought um, Sean Connery back. Maybe that mm -hmm. was it. I don't know, maybe that's why it was, like, so well-received. Um, but, yeah, for me, I think I'm in the same boat as Vince. It's not one... It, it, it To me, when I watched it again, I was like, holy crap, as a kid, I, I definitely wouldn't have seen this. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm thinking... The more you describe how bad it is, the more I'm thinking... Do you think, guys, that the movie was bad because they spent all the money on just getting Sean Connery back? Like, honestly, I, like, I know. It's I like, it's like let's save the money. Let's not go to Jamaica. Let's not go to Tokyo. Let's not go to like all these. Let's go to America. We'll use what's the cheapest place in America? The desert, of course. Good, good thinking. Good thinking, right? And he goes to casinos. Okay, well, what's the easiest place to get? Hey, Vegas. There we go. Done. All right, cool. And oh, uh, like let's find out how else can we cut corners. Well, um, outside of Q, were there any other MI6 characters in this movie? Well, no, because M's no, not in it. I mean, right? they had yeah, the so, CIA. Yeah, the so CIA then basically, dude, like, basically, it's like okay, so it's like it's like rookie, it's like um, what was it expansion draft rookie thing where it's like okay, we can save money by hiring new people and pay nothing because <laughs> they didn't have to go and pull up like M and anyone else from the old movies, right? So it's like okay, here, look, Connery, you get your money and you get the movie that's gonna be made with whatever like changes on the table, right? So I well, think that's I'm, what happened. Yeah, Money Penny wasn't for like what, five seconds or something there. At oh, the, was she? Yeah, she played the like the passport girl there in uh, oh. Amsterdam. Literally, you blink, you missed it because oh. she was literally there for like five minutes. She asked him to bring her back a diamond, you know, in a mm. ring, and then he said, "Now nah, I remember, would you, yeah." Would you rather have a tulip? I mean, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Continue being a douchebag, Bond. All right. <laughs> all right. So I have. There's just so many things. It's your fault, <laughs> man. I know. I mean, why do I want to? Why do I get tortured? I, I just keep thinking that the Bond films are going to get better. But unfortunately, the 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 guy who does the, the who did these movies, Guy Hamilton, he does the next three films. Mm. <laughs> so these aren't going to get any better. <laughs> We're not doing another one until next year. I'm just I'm just saying we need a break. <laughs> we just need a break. Which is not that far <laughs> off. <laughs> I know, but I know, but a couple months. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be Roger Moore though, right? It will be it will be okay. Roger Moore. He plays it hammy, and that's fine. I'm okay with that, man. You know yeah, what we'll... I think would would be fun to do, if we did like a show two weeks out, and we we watched an old movie and then we watched a new movie, and then we compared them to see, like, oh, you know, this is miles 
you know, like, apart. Watch or, the next oh Bond and, God, the, and the like, very most recent Bond at the same time and see how, <laughs> how they that's compare. That's not even fair. That's not even <laughs> fair. No, no. I'm saying if we, because we're saying, like, the old ones are really bad, like some of the old ones, right? So it'd be funny if we watched the new ones and we were like, wow, the new ones are still really bad. With the well, change, we know, with, I mean, some of the DS- new ones are really bad. Pierce Brosnan was not a good Bond, yeah. and he wasn't all well, that long. I didn't yeah, mind. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, like, he's better. He's the... better than these, but he's not. Yeah. I mean, some of some of the one-liners Pierce Brosnan had was were god awful. Say hello to gravity. I mean, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, well, and, and that movie, thing, that right? movie like, there, that that was, I think, it was Dying on the Day with, with uh, Halle Berry. Um, mm-hmm. That movie is actually very. Uh, kind of like this one because it's about diamonds right yeah yeah i remember it's about it's about diamonds diamonds. yeah yeah he puts diamonds in space to create this gigantic mirror so that he can burn us all like ants yeah (laughs) so so the plots don't really get better yeah with those being newer like i would think those are even worse like at least those could have an excuse of being so long ago with such a small budget Right, you so know what I mean? So yeah, like, they couldn't even it. afford good cars. I mean, Ricky, back <laughs> me up here. Like, was there like was there the Bond Aston Martin in this? No, right? No, no, they no. used American cars, man. God, man, they even used disposable cars, man. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> like, Come on, man. Ford Bond. They had like, that Aston Martin. <laughs> they had the the red um like GTO or some Charger probably actually probably was what it was. Okay, it's American muscle. You gotta. It's all right. Anyways, just let me let me talk about this movie real quick, and we can we can be done. Um, so the first thing I noticed that were bad were the, were the death scenes. The death scenes in this were were just terrible. I mean, the the acting was bad. I mean, it's just it was the acting was bad throughout, really. But it was just those just really stood out. Um, the plot was so convoluted that it was just. I mean. I'm not a good summarizer of any movie. I'm just that's the reason why I have Vince do it all the time because he's way better at summarizing stuff. Oh, this one was rough, man. <laughs> but there was no summarizing this movie because it, the the plot was all over the place. I mean, three quarters of the movie was about the diamonds, and the diamonds really, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, was you know not really all that important because he's just going to put them up in a satellite, which has led to the supposed main plot, which the main plot really didn't happen until the last like I don't know half an hour, mm-hmm. um, and uh, even when we got to the main plot, it's it's like Blofeld's reasoning for doing this was uh, pro, was you know nuclear proliferation or uh, why he it's never really I mean he, like he wants to get rid of nuclear weapons by using nuclear weapons or um, it, it's so weird. Like, it's a Bond I, plot. It's always the Bond villain always has the convoluted <laughs> plot that makes no sense. And then when you step back and realize why are we doing all this? Like you could have just done like the to go from point A to point B would have been the easiest route. No, no, you have to do this weird circuitous kind of A B X Q R kind of thing to yeah. get to B. Like it doesn't make sense. And he had he had they always have to have this some some greater uh, purpose for their evilness or something. It's really weird. I mean, why can't they just have a villain that is in it for the money. I mean, that's what villains are for, is to be in it for the money, unless you're like the Joker or something who's in it for creating chaos. I mean, I suppose you could have a a villain like that, but a traditional motive of some kind would be very welcome, because then it would make it... it, If this had been about the diamonds, like, like he wanted the diamonds because diamonds are, you know, 
expensive and he could sell them on the mm-hmm. black market, it would have made more sense because then the diamonds, which you spent three quarters of the movie on, would have actually been important to the story. Whereas at this point, they weren't really important to the story because they disappeared until the old end where supposedly there were the stars or something. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't... Well, well, no, no, but Matt, you know what? I, I, I will be honest with you. As we go through more of these Bond movies, I think that just in, in retrospect, I think that the, the more recent movies um, give Bond villains a depth so that financial gain or whatever and even power are secondary um, they're, they're, they're more of a kind of a function of a bigger goal. Like you see, um, like, for example, I'm thinking of the Javier Bardem character, um, was it 006 again? Um, in, in, in the more recent movies where, mm-hmm. again, it's like this kind of sense of, uh, alienation from MI6 that kind of precipitates that kind of lashing out. Right. So yeah. I think that as we get more sophisticated characters with more, uh, backstory, I think that's where we're going to see that Bond villains are deeply scarred, uh, like, you know, not physically, but I'm talking about like emotionally yeah. or something. And that's what caused them to just put so much effort into doing these things. Because honestly, if there were, if it was just simply dollars and cents, as you said, there'd be an easier way to do it. But clearly, and maybe it's not really articulated very well, clearly there's some sort of other issues at play that maybe Fleming was trying to get at that, you know, would have been a little bit more two dimensional because the characters are very, very flat, right? Yeah, but I think also apart from that, I think by by making it more than just making money, they're trying to get the the people watching to sort of have a little empathy with the with the villain, right? Like, you know, because if the person's not just looking for money, they're trying to, like you said, rid the world of nuclear weapons, like someone's gonna say well i kind of see you know what i mean like okay in this instant it's like typical thanos right if you look at thanos look at the way he's going about it but his plan is to rid the galaxy of half because people are consuming everything so the end point of what he's trying to do you can kind of say well it makes sense but the way he's doing it you're like, okay, that's just ridiculous, right? So I think they're trying to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were going to go away from a traditional motive of money or power or whatever, uh, they could do something like, um, I mean, a, a terrorist plot or something, some, some kind of religious motivation or something. I, mean, I don't know. The, the the motivation behind it is just is, is really weird. So um, the only thing I will say about this is that the only, the only good thing about this movie, really, was the they the improved way they did the cars, and that's not really Wait, saying it was American. About... How was that improvement? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't care about the, the brand of cars. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about He's them talking actually about driving the, the cars. Mm. They were, no, even the chases were dumb. I'm not saying they were. <laughs> I'm just saying that they actually had an actual car chase where. Before this movie, you could tell they were in the studio <laughs> driving a fake car with you know animations behind them. In this one, they were actually driving the cars. That's the only improvement in this movie, um, in terms of technology. Even uh, all the rest of the technology is kind of degraded because um, really, I mean, we talked about the gadgets. He didn't really have any gadgets. He he had a sticker on his. Th- yeah, well, that and he had a, the, a sticker on his thumb to to, to alternate his thing. The 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 woman who changed um chased or whatever the one that changed her hair all the damn time. 
Um, she actually had better technology than um, Bond did because she had a fingerprint recognition computer in her closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, I mean, of all the things for a lady to have, that's obviously the biggest necessity. Um, <laughs> Maybe when he went across the border, they took all those gadgets away. <laughs> I mean, it's just so weird. All right, anyways, um, Vince, give us a score. One. All right. One out of five, man. Uh, Ricky, what would you give? I'm going to say two out of five. Just because I used to watch it as a kid, (laughs) (laughs) but I would I would not watch it again. So it gets a nostalgic point. Um, Yes, you know what? I'll tell you what. Because Sean Connery just died, I will also give it a two out of five. He gets a pity (laughs) point for being dead. Oh (laughs) man, that's rough. That is rough. (laughs) Just real quickly before we go, before we get into the contact information, Vince, you're the most cinematically knowledgeable amongst the three of us. I don't know. Um, Was Sean Connery ever in a good movie? Yeah. um, The Untouchables. He won an Oscar for it. Okay. I'm going to have to watch that because every Sean Connery movie I've seen, he's terrible in. So he's in The Name of the Rose, which is the worst movie I've ever seen. That's not a bad movie, but it's just that you should not have got a guy who doesn't change his accent. Like the same reason why when he was in Hunt for Red October, you're like, dude, you're supposed to be Russian? (laughs) With a Scottish accent. that was the other. That was the other movie I've seen him in. It was Hunt for Red October, and both of those, both of those movies are based on books, which are good books. I mean, yeah. Hunt for Red October is you know you know high literature or anything, but it's one of Tom Clancy's better books at least. Mm-hmm. And and the name of the rose is Umberto Eco, and it's a yep. phenomenal book. The movie was god awful. So and so, I don't so, blame Sean Connery for that. It's I mean this it was a, okay. but, you know but whatever. Matt, but you know what? Put it on the on the on the docket. The Untouchables is a very good movie. It takes liberties. You might like it because it's happening during the Prohibition. It deals with Elliot Ness. deals with a whole bunch of fun things. Uh, Kevin Costner, your boy Kevin Costner's in it. Um, it's from the sing. 80s, he... I think. <laughs> no, he doesn't sing, but um, it's it's a good movie. I think, Ricky, I even think you would like it too because um, it's... Okay, it, is, that, is that going to be your choice for the... Because you, you have to choose next. I will, yeah, you know what? I'll do... Yeah. The, the only problem is that the end scene... But yeah, when you watch it, you'll be like, okay. And then you'll have to... You'll, you'll be curious because you'll be like, what part is real? Because it's based on true fact, right? It's based on a true story. So when you watch The Untouchables, you'll be like, what really happened? Because there's some stuff where you're like, nah, that, that couldn't have happened. And then you're like, this did happen. And you're like, wait, no, it doesn't. Like, there's some stuff that they, they do in the movie that you're like, hey... That's that's impossible. Then you're like, oh wait, that did happen. And other things, you're like, nah, no one would do that. Oh crap, right. that happened. So <laughs> all right, so we have our next, we have our next week. We're gonna watch the Untouchables. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna give ourselves fest. another one with Sean Connery. Which okay, is, uh, but but I'm not saying it's an amazing. I mean, it's it's. I think it's a it's a fun movie. Um, but you were asking the best Sean Connery movie. That's probably universally gonna be one that that would people. Then I want then I want to watch it because okay. every movie I've watched of him in it is is just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, just uh, again, real quickly, of the Bond movies he was in, which oh, was your favorite? Oh, dude, man, I couldn't. I'm gonna go with I, the first hard. one. That is, was was the first one, Doctor No? Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think I, I'd go I, with the first. What about you, Ricky? Do you have a favorite a of his? One. No, that's a hard one. Yeah, the gold, they're all they're all universally have. Finger? I can't even remember. Yeah, he was in Goldfinger. Yeah. I think that would be my favorite. Oh, that is a rough one too, man. Yeah, but see, 
when I'm going off favorites, if you ask me now, it's not because I watched it and we're reviewing it. It's because I'm thinking about when I watched them as a kid, which one, you know what I mean? So there, it's fair. It's you no, know. no, I, I get that. I, but you remember stuff as a kid, you know, better than you would remember it, you know, yeah. Like yeah. Now. But I can't even remember the plots for the. Like, I remember that this is the movie where Blowfield's in. This is the movie where the they go to Japan. This is the movie where they go to the West Indies. That's yeah. all I remember. I don't remember the. Like it's it's like I always go back to this. It's like when I remember the Terminator as a kid, like that movie blew my mind. When I watched it the other day, the end sequence with the like the cybernetic robot and the crushing machine, I literally laughed. <laughs> It's <laughs> like someone with like 3D animation software on like a Pentium 2 could have done a better job. Well, that was right? a lot so of motion, kind motion of... capture. I mean, not motion capture. That was a lot of like a <laughs> blue screen and, and like, you know, um, stop motion. Yeah, stuff. but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, it's like as a kid when I watched it, I was blown away, right? So, like, when you ask me about a Bond film, that's uh, like I'm thinking back to when I first watched it. I'm not, like, when I watch it for us to review, it's different, right? Because I'm watching it specifically for the review, right? It's, like, it's two different viewing methods. You know hmm. what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. I just, ugh. Yes. <laughs> All I, right, I right. I'm going to stop at, I'll, I will stop asking hard questions. All right, so it, that's it for us this time. Um, rest in peace, Sean Connery. We're going to do one more movie with you in it. Um, and then we're going to take a redeem, Sean Connery break. We'll redeem, we'll redeem Sean, Sean Connery with, with, the, okay, with the Untouchables. Good. Good. He's not going to get a pity point for the next time, though. He's, he's, he only dies once. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, maybe that's the next Bond film. <laughs> he only <laughs> dies once. Yeah. <laughs> you better trademark that. Yeah. All right. If you want to get in contact with us and just de- deplore our horrible puns, you can uh, do it at the threecast show at gmail.com. You can also follow, follow us on Twitter at the threecast. Follow Ricky is Ricky underscore Williams one. Vince is VWHUI. I'm at MTWB. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the threecast. I am not exactly sure when our next episode is going to be. Probably sometime towards the after American Thanksgiving. Um, but we'll talk about that, you know, in chat. Um, anyways, we'll uh, see you next time. Take care, guys. See you, everyone. Stay safe.